FOMO, fear of missing out. Coming up in episode 87, Jody Flynn shares with us her number one rule to beat it and of course more. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the preferred podcast by many women across the globe to help you take control of your finances. Join me, Jen Hempel, a motivational money coach and your host each week as I share with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's do it. Hello there. Thank you so much for being here. It is already the first week of February. I hope that you're still going full throttle with your financial goals that you set at the beginning of the year. Are you? Now, if you're having a challenge with the area of budgeting, if that is your challenge, I would love, love to have you take part in my five-day challenge that will help you not only reset the way that you feel about your budget, but how to do a budget. So it is free. We will be starting soon. So we start February 6th, which is a Monday. And if you're listening to this, the first day it is available, that is coming up. It's that coming Monday or this coming Monday. Now in this challenge, I'm not just going to be sending you daily emails. But this is going to be live, meaning we're also going to be interacting in our community on Facebook. So literally, it's going to be like a five-day long party. So I definitely would love if you join me in this. To join the challenge, you just sign up at jenhemphill.com forward slash budget reset. Now we'll have that link in the show notes. Now let's get on to today's episode because I'm excited for you to meet Jody. In this episode, what you're going to learn is how a magazine she read a long time ago shaped not only how she views her finances, but how she treats her business as well. You're also going to learn the lesson in learning about your personal skills and how to make more money with that. You're also going to learn why she feels strongly about success coming more than once. And also you'll learn her number one rule that has helped her beat FOMO or fear of missing out. Let me share with you a little bit about Jody Flynn. After a succession of rapid promotions, Jody Flynn left her executive position and mutual fund operations to set off on a new entrepreneurial adventure. Through her coaching business, Women Taking the Lead, she helps women and entrepreneurial-minded women who want to go big to overcome self-doubt so they can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. The Women Taking the Lead podcast provides inspiration and motivation to women through the guests who act as virtual mentors. And the podcast has also hit number one in three categories of iTunes, new and noteworthy business careers and society and culture. Let's not delay and let's go ahead and meet Jody Flynn. Welcome Jody Flynn to the Her Money Matters podcast. I am excited to have you here. Thank you, Jen. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you. And thank you to your listeners, to, um, you know, to those of you who are listening. I'm, I'm so grateful that you're tuning in and hopefully can provide a lot of value to you. 
Oh, I know you can. Not putting you on the spot there, but I absolutely know you can. I just, for you listening, I have gotten to know Jody and the just the most kind-hearted person that she is. She's just phenomenal. So I am most definitely sure of that. So you ready to get started? No pressure um, there, right? I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> awesome, Jody. Well, I wanted to start with getting to know you, how you grew up around money. So what you were taught around money, what you saw, maybe what you weren't taught. So let's start there. Yeah. So one thing uh, you definitely have to know about me is I'm one of eight children. My parents <laughs> had eight children. Um, we were all born within 10 and a half years. And my dad's wow. a tradesman. He's a plumber. He was working for the city and my mom was a home worker. So there wasn't a lot of money to go around, but they were very generous with their time and with those um, who were around us that were less fortunate. So even though we didn't have a lot, I, I just remember my parents would contribute as much as they could. Um, and in fact, when my dad had like received a promotion at work that gave him a pay bump, he donated the extra money so that our church could buy a piano. Oh, wow. Definitely yeah. generous. Yeah, very generous. But there was a lot of giving, but no taking, like, or very little. That's the flip side of this. My, my, especially my father would have a hard time receiving back, you know, and when people would want, if he would do something for people, you know, pick up groceries or do a favor or something like that. And people would want to be, you know, hand him money and be like, Hey, thank you for doing that for us. Here's something for you. He would be, he would put his hands up so he couldn't take the money and be like, no, 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 it's, you know, Aww. all good. I did this because I wanted to. So that was definitely something, um, I think had an impact on me that it was okay to give, but it was not okay to receive money. Interesting. Um, so he yeah. was the type that is a giver in the true sense of the word, as far as like, there's no expectations and not mm -hmm. that, I mean, there's people like that, but it's just, there's, my husband is definitely like that. When he gives you something, there's absolutely no expectations back from him. And it sounds like your dad was like that. And um, so tell us like, how that I know you mentioned that it affected you and as far as you were good as far as you knew given was great but receiving you had a hard time so tell us fast forward to that point maybe a point in your life where you realized that or where you had that aha moment well I think especially and this is common for a lot of women negotiating our value <laughs> like <Yes. laughs> whether it's for a job or in your business and, you know, that's still an uncomfortable conversation. And I have to keep reminding myself, like, this is how you keep the lights on. This is how, you know, this is how you eat. This is how you're able to grow your business. This is how you can help more people. And reminding myself of the value I bring. I don't think I, I have a huge problem with remembering my value because I, I can see the difference I'm making for my clients. You know, there's a mm -hmm. little bit of that, but also to know that it's okay to get paid for that kind of work, especially doing coaching. It's so intangible, right? you know, and it's something that as women, I mean, once we have a skill, we want to share it and give it away. But to also remember like, this is my livelihood. This is how I make money. And it is worth money. It's it's, it's to some regard, it's priceless because, you know, the coaching I do has a ripple effect that my clients take the, with them forever. I mean, once somebody has a mindset shift, that's for life, you know, oh, absolutely. they maintain that. But, you know, I have to remind myself, like, 
this is something I get paid for. And you know what I find interesting here in listening to you? So you've had this upbringing and you've had a hard time as far as the receiving because that's what you were taught. Yet what I find really super interesting and that you also have those reminders that you constantly remind yourself, it's okay, this is how I keep the lights on, food, all that good stuff. But this is also what you teach Mm -hmm. other women. And I find that fascinating. (laughs) Isn't it though, Jen, that it's easier to teach somebody else? Like I, and I think the thing is for, for coaches and you and I, I believe had chatted about this before that, you know, a lot of times we're teaching what we've learned, but that's not to say it's a one and done thing for us. We have to remind ourselves. Like I I say with people, I'm often coaching around the areas that are my weak points. However, I've learned how to overcome them. And I know the signals when I'm falling back into old behaviors or a pattern. And I have the tools and the awareness to get myself out quickly. That's what I'm teaching my clients is the awareness and the tools to get yourself out quickly. It's not to say that you're not susceptible to it ever again. Right. But now you're empowered to do something about it. Absolutely. And I love that. I love it because I was like, wait a minute, this is what she teaches. <laughs> this is what I hear on her podcast. And this mm-hmm. is what I know she's about. Yes. <laughs> so I had yep. to, I had to point that out. So no, th- absolutely. And those are our human moments, the things that creep and we all have to be aware of that. Mm, absolutely. So I want to hear a little bit about the best money advice that you have received. Oh, this was a gift. And I have realized it more and more over time because when I share it, other people are like, what? (laughs) So (laughs) when I was in, I want to say my early 20s, I was reading a magazine and I wish I could remember which magazine I read it. And I wish I could like pull this from the archives. But I read an article about women and money and how the author of this article basically said, you need to treat yourself like you are a business. It doesn't matter if you own a business or if you're never going to own the business, you need to treat yourself as an individual, as a business. So I own the business, Jody Flynn. Mm -hmm. And so that for me allowed, and the article went into it more where you kind of break down your skills and your earning potential. And, you know, what you have in the bank is your assets and what you're paying out is your liabilities. And it just for me, especially because I'm a left brain thinker, I'm I tend to be, you know, very logical. It allowed me to make sense of finances and my attributes and my potential in a way that I could never quantify before. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I really started thinking about, okay, if, if I'm a business and I want to increase my revenue, well, then I need to increase the value of what I'm putting out. And so it got me thinking about, well, what skills can I learn that would give me a pay bump? How can Beautiful. I become promoted? What's next? You know, how can I save? Right. Cause in a business, it's not just about earning. It's about saving too. Like, how can right. I cut costs and really looked at it and it totally worked for me. I love that. And also what you're talking about applies definitely to business, but even in the corporate setting, you can be in a very competitive setting depending on what you're doing and what the next uh, ring in the ladder is for you. So if you're able to put your best foot forward of knowing how you can contribute, what skills you have that maybe they are lacking that you're not using, that definitely gives you the edge on that. So I'm glad that you brought that up. That 
I love that. And if did you say you have the article handy or it's a magazine article? No, it was a magazine article and it was so long ago. And Jen, when I read it, I didn't realize the value of it at the time. So I never, <laughs> I never saved it. I can't remember what magazine it was in. Oh, that's but okay. It was, but, but that's the advice I got. Take it, you know, anyone who's listening, take it and, and run with it. I love that. Cause it's, and send directly with money, but you, there's so much to it in that, what you said. So tell me a little bit about what you do well with money. I think what I do well is I'm not afraid to invest in myself. I think a lot of women um, struggle with that. And I get it. I don't have kids. And I know women with kids, they want, you know, want to make sure their kids are well taken care of. You know, I have other things that are not my children <laughs> that, you know, that I want to invest money in, but I always put money in, aside to continue my education, to become more skilled, to leverage my business. So I would say that's something I do well. I know the value of investing money in myself and in my business. And, you know, to me, that's also a part of what you have learned about receiving because that's allowing yourself to receive, you know, and I think you're walking the walk, talking the talk, doing everything with that walk. Yeah. (laughs) In other words, because that to me, what the, that you're doing well with money as far as investing in yourself is a form of receiving because you're receiving that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, the, and as you were saying that, you know, there's also a sense of I also like to take care of myself in terms of buying nutritious, healthy, mm-hmm. organic foods. You know, I, you know, this one comes and goes, but taking time to like get activity and exercise in, you know, there, there's always a balance and up and down. Like, like I'm, I'm kind of like having a hard time spitting that one out only because like I was writing a book mm-hmm. over the summer in the early fall. And so my workouts, not completely, but partially took a back seat. But now that I'm in the finishing stages, I am out there every day, <laughs> you know, you know, so like things come and go and there's always a little bit of flux in our schedules, but making sure that we're taking really good care of ourselves and investing time, money, resources in ourselves, because we are our brand and we are, you know, we're the ones that earn the money, you know, so to increase our earning potentials, we have to make sure like we're at our best all the time. Absolutely. And taking care of yourself is a big part of that. And that's something that we as women struggle, uh, myself included. And that's something that I'm getting better at. It's definitely a work in progress. I'm Mm -hmm. glad that you brought that up. How about challenges around money? Let's talk about those. Yeah, we've chatted a little bit about this, too, because, you know, I remember when I was in my corporate job and I was getting a salary, I knew for a year you know, until like I found out what, you know, what increase I was getting. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. I knew exactly how much money was going to hit my bank account on what day of the month or days of the month. And so I could plan my budget out for the entire year with confidence, like no question this money was going to hit the account. This is what was going to get paid out. This is what bills came up. It was so crystal clear and easy at that point. Well, when you're self-employed, it's not that crystal clear, <laughs> right? You know, you, you know, I now project out for a month, maybe two, you know, and even then it changes. Sometimes I'm making more money 
than I thought I was going to be making because opportunities come up. And sometimes with opportunities, there's quick turnaround with the money. And then sometimes, you know, uh, uh, what I thought was going to happen fell through and didn't work out. And so I'm making less money. So I think with being self-employed, you know, having to adjust to a new way of budgeting has been a challenge for me. But also, I meet women like you who helped me with this over the summer. Um, When we met over the summer, I remember telling you this and you gave me a great plan of, you know, at least know how much money you need to make minimally, Mm -hmm. you know, to pay your bills, base it on that and have a plan for anything extra that comes in. So there's almost like there's like a budget plan A (laughs) and a budget plan B. So that's been a little tricky for me, but something I'm slowly starting to master. Wonderful. And so how do you manage your money at home? Do you have certain tools that you use? Are you more a traditional pencil paper type person maybe use a spreadsheet or some sort of app or software? Yeah, I definitely still use spreadsheets. Spreadsheets is what got me completely out of debt by the time I was 32. So um, yeah, they were amazing and awesome. And my sister and I built spreadsheets together. It was just a game. It was so fun. (laughs) So I... What I do with my business is I use QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have the online tool, but I use spreadsheets for projections. Perfect. So that's very helpful. And so as far as home, since you are are self-employed, so do you take us through like maybe in a span of 30 days, how you sit down with just your personal finances, like what you... I mean, I know it's going to be commingled, I mean, as far as since you are self-employed, but Mm -hmm. take us through like what you do. How often do you sit down to budget, uh, take a look at the finances, all that good stuff? At least once a week. And part of it too is because I'm a numbers person anyway, and I get um, fueled by feedback and numbers when I, when I know what's going on. I can take action on that. And so I'm going into QuickBooks at least once a week, you know, to sort out all of my transactions for the month. I'm looking at, you know, and by that point, I know, you know, looking 30 days out, I know what bills are coming in, the monthly bills and also the annual bills that are occurring within that month. And I know how much money is coming in. Um, I have a couple of different uh, streams of revenue. And so I know what's coming in from what direction. And also I'm looking at what purchases I might be making that month. There's some software I might be investing in or a program I want to be a part of. I try to at least, at least once a week, continue to do that work of looking 30 days out. Perfect. So you are definitely very in tune with your money, which is great to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love yes. that. So tell us a little about about your proudest money moment. I know you mentioned you paid off some debt. It could be yeah. that or maybe something else. That was it. I'd love to get back there. And actually, I'm working on it because, you know, I think this is important that success doesn't come just once. And I know I'm kind of rambling going into this answer. 
because it was that being debt free at 32, because I had a lot of student loan debt. And while I was a student, I'd racked up a lot of credit card debt. I had a car loan. And so to have that all paid off by the time I was 32, when the original, when I originally did the plan, it didn't look like I was going to have everything paid off till I was 40. And I was probably going to have to get a new car by then too. And so to, to have that done, I mean, it was, it took planning. Mm-hmm. It, it, it took the spreadsheets and the spreadsheets had some pretty sophisticated formulas calculating out the interest on the credit card and how quickly I wow. would be able to pay it off. Yeah. As, if and I you created this. Yes. Oh my, my si- goodness. <laughs> my sister and I created this. I don't know how I did it, Jen, but I did. I could do it again. I figured it out the first time I could do it again. <laughs> so I knew that if I, you know, added like paid an extra hundred or $200 towards my credit card, then that would change the payoff date. And that seeing that, that was motivation because there was a lot of sacrifice. I mean, I was making good money during that time period, you know, leading up to the final payoff date when I was 32, but you wouldn't have guessed it because I was living very frugally because it was more important to me to see the payoff date move up every month than it was to have a really fancy dinner with friends and or go on a weekend trip or anything like that. So I lived very frugally in that time. Now starting my business, and again, I said, I'm not afraid to make investments and I'm not, you know, and so I've made some investments in my business and now my goal is, okay, let's get back to that place we were again. And the reason why I wanted to say success doesn't come just once is I remember when I read the book, The Miracle Morning and Hal Elrod talked talked about reaching this height in his career where it felt like he was bulletproof and then he lost everything and that he thought he would never get it back. But he did. And he Mm -hmm. actually exceeded the success that he experienced before. I think for me, it was kind of especially being where I was in my business, you know, having come from a very successful corporate career to then being nearly penniless as as a business owner. It was like, okay, this is just a phase. This is just a wheel. Like we're just going through phases of a wheel. I'm going to get back there. What can I do to do that? And that just, again, brought me back to I'm Jody Flynn, the business. Mm-hmm. You know, we've gone through an economic downturn and not even a downturn. It was really by choice right. um, that I was doing it because the work I was actually happier because the work I was doing was more fulfilling and the potential for my work was so much greater that I knew, okay, I just need a plan just like I had before. Again, I learned this. I had awareness and I had the tools to turn it around and I could do that. Beautiful, beautiful. Now you mentioned, so you got out of debt at age 32. And how long, when did you start the process of paying, you basically aggressively paying those loans off? It was probably when I was around 27 or 28. So it was a four or five year plan. And it was, I mean, I can't remember the exact number, but it was tens of thousands of dollars. I don't think it quite hit the six figure mark, but Mm -hmm. it probably wasn't very far away. Wow. So that's definitely very aggressive. And just FYI, if you do not want to create those spreadsheets, or if maybe you have them (laughs) handy, there is a handy tool that I tell everybody about. It's free. It's called powerpay.org. And it basically does what your spreadsheet was giving you those payoffs. 
Awesome. So just FYI, just a little tidbit. It's good <laughs> FYI for me. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and how about your worst purchase? Oh, we all have those. <laughs> yes. Multiple sometimes. This I know is- I have. Yes. And you're going to laugh because it's cringeworthy because I did this three times since starting my business. And there there are now rules around this. Each purchase was well over $1,000 on software for my business that I didn't need yet. Mm. But the company was doing a big sale and I didn't want to miss out. It was FOMO, <laughs> fear of missing out. Yes, we've, FOMO we've I've done is- that. <laughs> <laughs> Omo lives with me. Oh, and trying to control it done. So, and as a result, I either use that software very minimally and then realized I didn't actually need it or I never used it. Mm. It's so crazy. But, you know, the sometimes the marketing that's done out there is it's meant really to whip good. you up yep. into a frenzy of feeling like, oh my God, if I don't buy this, I'm going to miss out. I'm here to tell you there are other opportunities coming down. The ri- think of yourself as like standing on the edge of a river and there are just opportunities coming all the time. And if you miss out on this one, don't worry because the next one's coming and it's probably a better opportunity for you. Oh, absolutely. Because I've been there too multiple times where I've done the same, knowing what they were doing, <laughs> knowing exactly yes. what they were doing and saying, just walk away and I yeah. still hit, buy or purchase yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because that's what I mean, marketing agencies for any, I mean, they like the big companies, they pay th- thousands, more than thousands yes. of dollars, just a bunch of money to know what your triggers are and it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it's just, it just beware and be mindful. Uh, it's because they're doing this to get your money. Not, I'm not, and I'm not saying that they're being bad people. They're just doing their job, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're in business to make money. So they're going to do what they can to make that money, which yeah. is getting that money from you. So it's just a, being aware of those, those triggers. And yeah, they, it works really, really well. <laughs> yeah. One of the rules I have was, it, or I should say is one of the rules I currently have is if I didn't know I needed it before the sale, then I don't need it right now. True. If you weren't already hunting for it. Right. If, yeah. if I was I hunting like that rule. for it. Right. If I was hunting for it and the sale came up, okay, fine. But if I wasn't aware that I needed it before, then let it go. That's I like that rule. Very good rule. <laughs> Love it. Well, this has been wonderful, Jody. As you know, this podcast is about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because... Her money matters because money is a tool. It's access to the things that you want. And so if you take care of that tool, that tool will take care of you. Love it. Well, Jody, this has been a blast. I enjoyed talking to you and I know we'll connect again soon. Thank you, Jen. And thank you to those of you who are listening. Bye-bye. Wasn't Jody just a lot of fun? I really hope that you enjoyed that chat with her as much as I enjoyed personally chatting with her. Now, I do want to talk about her number one rule to beat FOMO. But before I do that, of course, as you know, I wanted to recognize someone in our community. Now, this week, a shout out goes to Johanna as she was celebrating owing less in taxes and how they're going to put that savings that would have gone 
otherwise paying the IRS directly towards their credit card debt. So way to go, Johanna. One, on owing less in taxes. <laughs> and two, on making sure that you put that money to work. So I absolutely loved hearing that. So congratulations. Now, Back to our chat with Jody. She talks about how her number one rule to beat FOMO was to ask herself if she needed this particular item, this thing before the sale. And if she answered no, then she didn't need it now, right? So that's her way of beating FOMO. Now, I know personally, I've been guilty plenty of times. And really the hard part, I think for me, is the stopping oneself, right? Because sometimes you just, you see something and it just looks looks like such a good deal and you just want it right then and there. So it's just the hard part, I think the hardest part is just stopping that impulse, stopping yourself from going through and making that purchase. Because once you stop yourself and you think through the action, you know what the answer is, right? That, But again, the hardest part is stopping yourself. And once you are able to stop yourself, you can pretty much talk yourself out of it. At least that's my experience anyways. You'll have to know. let me know what your experience is. Now, I also want to remind you that businesses spend a lot of time, a lot of money into the psychology of getting you to buy. And I talk about that in one episode, that is episode 42. So if you're interested in that and haven't listened yet to that episode, you can learn about that there. And I'll also link that up in the show notes for you to go to directly, but that is episode 42. So that is it. I encourage you, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, to go to Jody's website, womentakingthelead.com and download her podcast. It's it's so inspirational. I also actually will put in the show notes. She interviewed me for her podcast as well. So I'll be sure to link that interview up if you haven't listened to that yet, but definitely check out the website, check out the podcast. It's a very, very inspirational. She's got a lot of great guests. Uh, and I definitely encourage you to do that if you haven't already done so, because you might be listening to the podcast already. Next week on episode 88, you'll learn about some of the rock stars that are in my program, the Fearless Money Sisterhood program. You'll learn their challenges prior to joining and what wins and progress they have had since joining. And also don't forget to sign up while you're thinking about it, about the five-day budget reset challenge over at jenhempill.com forward slash budget reset. That is a wrap for today. I want to thank Jody for joining us and just uh, sharing all that you share, Jody. It was awesome. And also be sure to check out the show notes. That way you are able to find out how to get in touch with Jody, where to find her, her podcast, and all the links that I mentioned in this episode. You can go ahead and get that at jenhempill.com forward slash 87. So thanks again for joining me today. And I will chat with you next Thursday. Thursday.